and welcome back to the Parents at Work podcast, a podcast for parents who want to succeed at work while also raising children. We are back after a bit of a hiatus where I, Lori Mahalik Levin, and my wonderful husband, Jason Levin, Hello. took a, an 8,153 mile car trip across the country and we took a few months off of recording this podcast. So we're very delighted to be back. And we're also happy to talk about national parks with anyone who cares to uh, discuss that topic. Again, I'm Lori Mahalik-Levin. I'm a healthcare lawyer. I'm a founder of a program called Mindful Return that helps employers retain their new parent top talent. And I'm mama to two wonderful redheaded boys. I'm, of course, joined today by my co-host and amazing husband, Jason Levin. Thank you, Lori. I am proud to be Lori Mahawk Levin's husband. I founded Ready, Set, Launch LLC 10 years ago, where I help executives make career and retirement transitions, get the promotion, and grow their professional services practice. I'm also the author of the upcoming book, Relationships to Infinity, The Art and Science of Keeping in Touch. Excellent. Thank you, Jason. That book is uh, probably our fourth child, right? We have two human kids and two books. It is our fourth child. Excellent. So as you know, we turn to a different industry or sector in this podcast and interview moms and dads in that role. And today we are so excited to be interviewing two amazing moms who are CEOs. And then we're going to be turning to some CEO dads. So first we have with us Christian Nunez. Christian Nunez, MBA, MS, LCSW, became the national president for the National Organization for Women, now, in August of 2020. She was previously appointed vice president by the board in May 2019. As the second African-American president in the organization's history, the youngest person of color and the youngest president in more than 40 years, she's leading the organization through an intersectional lens bringing a diverse coalition of grassroots activists to work against structural sexism and racism. Christian is also the founder of a behavioral health and consulting practice. Her expertise in mental health helps her to understand the direct experience of constituents and understand where policy and legislation is disconnected from the real experience of the people. Christian resides near Washington, D.C. with her two-year-old son, CJ. In their spare time, they love to go on short day trips to parks, outdoor festivals, zoos, and farms in the DMV area. Welcome, Christian. It's so good to have you here. Thank you so much. Um, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for inviting us and the National Organization for Women to represent CEO Moms today. Wonderful. And to compliment Christian, we have Radhika Patil, who is the mom of two kids, seven and four, and is the co-founder and CEO at CradleWise. CradleWise is a Silicon Valley-based baby tech company. Their first product is a smart crib for babies. This crib has an integrated contactless baby monitor that senses the first signs of wake up and automatically starts rocking along with music to soothe the baby back to sleep, just like a parent. Radhika built the crib for her babies and is now on a sleep fitness mission to help other parents. She and her husband are co-founders at CradleWise. When not at work, Radhika enjoys hiking, gardening, and reading books with her kids. Radhika, welcome. And I love this product. Sleep is such an important topic for working parents. Thank you so much for having me, Lori and Jason. And congratulations on taking time off for that trip. <laughs> Big trip. Thank you. <laughs> yes, it was an amazing four weeks. I'll definitely do it again. So the way that we usually start off this podcast is to ask each of our guests 
to, in your own words, tell us a little bit about your own working parent story. Christian, would you like to kick us off with this? Sure. This is exciting. So I started late having children. And so I have one son. He's two, uh, two years old and five months. And I had him uh, when I was 41. So I'll be turning 44 and he'll still be two. <laughs> so I always say that it was an interesting journey for me because I did not know, I, you know, he was a beautiful blessing and my husband and I were very excited to have him at the time. And so when he came along, it was really interesting. So I was like, right at the height of my career, I had this business behavioral health practice that I had had for 15 years And then I was merging into the role of becoming the vice president of the National Organization for Women. So when I started that role, he was three weeks old. It was a new change. We're moving across country. Change everything all at once. Yeah, exactly. Right. (laughs) I mean, everything shifted. Everything live, life, relations, everything shifting at the same time. It was quite interesting to. And and, and on top of that, I was nursing, you know, (laughs) so I said, let me throw another curveball and we have nurse as well. But it was quite the journey. I had a lot of supports, um, which I think would made it easier for me. But just really not fully understanding what parenthood looked like at um, being an older mother and also having like a full time career at a C level. Um, it was quite an interesting journey, I think. But um, I've really learned how to like navigate it and starting to learn how to prioritize my work life balance and, and family. So it's, it's been a fun journey, but it has been a very challenging journey, I would say. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. Really fascinating. You know, I hear from more and more moms who I work with through Mindful Return that they are often having children at a point where they've already had a long and illustrious and established career. And there's some serious identity shift that goes on Mm -hmm. at that point when you've really established yourself and now also have this other dimension to add. So thank you for speaking to that piece. Over to you, Radhika. Can you tell us a little bit about your working parent story, please? Yeah, I had my first child in 2014. Feels like ages ago I mean I really feel that it was so different like now it's there's more acceptance around having like I mean being taking time off for kids and that time I was trying to you know trying to act strong not show that okay I'm taking a pumping break and whatnot but I felt that was so unnatural I'm glad that things have drastically changed in the last seven years and so so happy to see this like where moms are coming out and very open about it but back then in 2014 I was least prepared for parenthood I had maximum amount of support from my husband I I married my college sweetheart and I totally attribute my uh, my journey as a mom and to my husband who really supported me through all the difficult times at work, at home, through the sleep deprivations. I was quite irritable sometimes because of lack of sleep, but he was so supportive throughout. Both were in tech jobs, so life was quite demanding and I can sometimes only, like I feel like a shiver runs down my spine when I remember those days where multiple cups of coffee used to keep me awake through the work and then, you know, the tough times in the night. I am quite glad the way things have changed over the past years and where there is acceptance 
or work-life balance more than ever. Thank you for sharing that, Radhika. And I know uh, Jason and I can, uh, we also have the shivers down our spine when we think about those early days. And thank you for sharing openly. We are all irritable when we don't get sleep because we're human (laughs) and definite common problem among new parents. I recall at one point, having gotten so little sleep that I dropped my children off at daycare, went home, took a nap, and then went to work. So I mean, we just try to, <laughs> try to get it in as much as we can, for sure. Radhika, let's stick with you for a minute. Can you describe a little bit about what it's like to be a parent CEO? Because this is a big role, and you have small people in your house. Yes, yes. As you can imagine, it's like, my husband is my co-founder and it's almost become like a family business where our kids are also part of the journey. It is actually uh, quite tough to sometimes segregate that this is my work and then this is my personal life because it's kind of become like a family business now without uh, sometimes with the work and the amount of Goals that you set for yourself, it is very easy to tip off the balance. But then we both consciously make choice to say, okay, we need to take a break. And this is our evening time. This is our work time. So it's just a conscious decision to always segregate those two. As a working mom CEO, I feel that we as moms, have a beautiful gift of able to de-stress ourselves with kids because if it's a job I'm not saying that job is easy but what I'm saying is that when you are the CEO it's there's a pressure to be always available because you don't want to be the bottleneck for some decision that's being taken so there's inevitably you are always online that can take a hit on your balance but with kids and with family, automatically it kind of forces you to switch off. And I feel that's good because it it acts as a checkpoint. You get enough rest. You don't take knee-jerk reactions. I totally love this where in the evenings I'm in the park with my kids and I'm totally, totally feel like I have refreshed versus just a burnout where I'm working through like continuously 24 cross 7 sometimes as as CEOs you tend to overwork or try to be present all the time in a way I I'm very happy with managing my work and life together thank you for that beautiful answer Radhika Jason and I are laughing at the the family business we have a son who's like maybe I'll take over your career coaching clients one day and you know (laughs) I'm gonna have my wife sign up for your class when she has a baby and comes back to work so we got that thank you I also think that you just described a very beautiful example of a phenomenon that Dr. Yael Schoenbrunn calls work-life enrichment where we often think of work and life being in tension with one another and competing with one another for finite resources. But in fact, they can enrich one another because the pausing and the stopping to be with our kids makes us better at the the day job. So thank you for sharing that story. Christian, how about you? How would you say that, what, what is life like as a parent CEO for you? You know, uh, Radhika hit on a lot of great points. And I think it's really interesting because it, it really is finding that balance. And and I, I just resonate with me when she talked about sometimes feeling like you're never off, you know, you're always on. 
and and you're trying to live up to expectation um, and make sure you're doing the best for your company and the role and mission for your organization and also doing the best for your child or your children um, and doing the best as a parent. So it really is figuring out like, how do I find this balance and also still owning your own ownership of yourself, you know, like not forgetting about Christian in the process, not forgetting that I'm, I still have my own, my own identity, my own hobbies, my own goals. And, and like, how do you navigate that space in a healthy way? How do I navigate that space where I don't feel like I'm failing anything? And so it's, it's a constant, just really trusting yourself. And for me and trusting myself that I'm doing the best in every role that I'm doing and taking breaks. And when I take breaks, And knowing I deserve to take those breaks, you know, I'm a hard worker. So when I have to take a break, I have to take a break. So there is the afternoon where I'm like, you know, it's not going to be a six, seven o'clock night tonight or nope, I can't do this event. I need to pass on this. Sometimes you have to do those things for yourself, because if you burn, I look at like if I burn my both ends of my wick, you know, then what do I have left? I don't have anything left for my son. I don't have anything left for me. Um, So I really... I have really worked hard, especially I would say in the last year to get to the point where I'm really balancing, where I take time to just disconnect and spend time with my with my child. And and I take time to disconnect and, and sometimes go have it, go out with some of my friends, you know, and, and uh, just enjoy their company as well, because it's it's important to just not lose those parts of you and know you still can do a great job in your role as CEO. You know, Christian, I love your commitment to self-care and the way that you've evolved and and, and described that. I think that's just so important. You had uh, talked earlier about having support in your new role. What workplace supports did you find particularly helpful as you became a working parent? So it's really interesting. When well, you know, I work for National Race for Women, and so we already are like are invested into like you know women's equality and things like that. So one of the things when I first started out, when my son was an infant, is every time I had to travel, my son came with me, and it was accepted. Like my board members loved him, <laughs> you know, everyone loved him, everyone embraced my ch- my child. <laughs> you know? It's kind of like accepted culture within the organization that when you have a child, sometimes a child comes along. My mother is extreme support. She's we call her he calls her yay, not grandma, but um, and she's kind of like grandma nanny kind of you know. Nice. So she's very helpful when I'm working. So I would take them and I would say, okay, we are going here and book their tickets, and then we would go wherever I have to travel. And so it's just a nice a part of everyone understanding and that I had this newborn and I had these things and, and just embracing that was very helpful as I was transitioning into this role with this organization. And then as I've become the president, I've added some extra supports. I think that are really helpful for overall, for all parents as they need support, especially through this pandemic, because we're dealing with children having to work, you know, be, be at school, be at home, do remote learning, parents having to adjust their schedules, so, you know, we're really trying to work with a hybrid model, really trying to embrace parents, you know, just being a little bit more flexible their time because of school and remote. And also we've put in a room in the office that it's actually a place now that, you know, mothers can nurse or anyone has any in space they need to address any type of personal issue that can be addressed now. We have an office dedicated to that at the office now. 
So these are some things I just noticed um, that were important to me. And as we go forth, we're adding in some different like just days that we offer our staff flex days for mental health and wellness. Mm. This is why it's so important to have working parents as leaders because they see the things and then they make the change. Um, I'm mm-hmm. also just thinking back to how many business trips I took where I took Jason and our first son along and that lasted until he became two. And then we had to pay for an extra plane ticket. And then I had a second kid and was like, ah, maybe not. So I think our first child did a ton more traveling. (laughs) But as people return to work travel after COVID, I think it's so important to remember that there is the option often of bringing a child and maybe your organization or your employer will even, um, you know, support that and help you find childcare in the location where the meeting is or whatever. Thank yes, you. we used care.com when I was traveling. They would use that for me. Yes. That's great. Radhika, uh, what workplace supports did you find particularly helpful as you became a working CEO? Yes, yes, Jason. So I feel even before like the my baby was born, I mean, the pregnancy itself was was the point where I needed support, right? Like I had immense amount of morning sickness. And I was on bed rest uh, towards the my sixth and seventh month of pregnancy. So it was a surprise for me that so much is going to happen over the next nine months. So having a very honest conversation with your manager, getting him on board or her on board. And it's not that you just need some amount of flexibility during those times and having some honest conversations with the manager really helped. And the support from my manager was immense. I was one of the lucky ones. I I know not every mom, pregnant mom has the story, but yes, I got a lot of support from my manager during those tough days. This was much, much before pre-COVID, before COVID, right? When I was on bed rest for eight weeks, they graciously granted me a work from home during those tough two months. So yes, uh, I uh, really got support from the company that I was working for uh, those, uh, like the surprising moments of pregnancy. So yes, I would uh, like advise working moms to go and talk to your managers, to your HR department, have honest conversations about your situation and demand some amount of flexibility so that you are not choosing one or the other. It's just that you need some adjustments during that period. You know, Radhika, I love what you've said there because often when I'm coaching on negotiation, I often frame it as starting a conversation. And and I think you're completely right that you're you're not starting just one conversation, but a series of conversations. Uh, and good for you for speaking up and and asking for those very important things. Thanks also for mentioning that not everyone has that experience. You know, there's this phrase winning the manager lottery when you go out on parental leave. It sounds like you did win <laughs> and you had a good manager. We've heard any number of stories from folks who did not have a manager who was as empathetic as they had hoped. And I do think that there's a place for manager training around how to you know deal with people who are going out on parental leave and would that one day there are more consistent responses by managers. That's a great point. Now, Radhika, what supports didn't you have, but you think other parents might benefit from thinking back to when you became a working parent? I feel that my maternity leave was too less. I had like 84 days of maternity leave. I have to admit, I was in India back then. So 
we had 84 days of maternity leave for some reason i was not ready on the 85th day to start work because i had decided to breastfeed my child exclusively for 6 months and that was bit worrying for me that pumping and then dropping the child at daycare and then picking up because uh, for first four weeks i was just staring at the computer screen unable to concentrate just thinking about my baby if she's fine so uh, we did not have like a daycare a close to work or in house i really feel that would have changed the game completely if we had like if the company had a daycare in house i would be much i would have been able to concentrate more on work uh, and be less worried uh, during my work hours absolutely on site daycare gosh that's something i definitely aspire to one day for many many workplaces this episode of the parents at work podcast is brought to you by ready set launch a boutique career coaching firm that supports executives in career and retirement transitions as well as building their professional services practices. I'm Jason Levin and I've been supporting executives achieving their goals in the private, public and nonprofit sectors for the past 10 years. Based on those experiences, I decided to write a book called Relationships to Infinity: The Art and Science of Keeping in Touch. We say keep in touch, but we struggle to do so. I wrote this book so that my readers could have proven research-based tactics to keep in touch and reap all the benefits. I'm excited about this book and I know that you will too. Head over to readysetlaunch.net or connect with me on LinkedIn to learn more about the book. Be happy to learn more about your goals and your organization and how there might be a fit. Again, head over to readysetlaunch.net to get back in touch. Now, back to our episode. Christian, workplace supports thing you have that you think other parents might benefit from. I agree with Radhika. I think some type of like on-site childcare would have been great. But even so, I think just more consideration about having like a refrigerator completely dedicated to like breast milk, things like that, where it was a little bit more private and um, would have been really helpful. Um, because you know those type of things, I think people don't like think about. And sometimes when your company maybe hasn't had a, a a mother who's has a newborn in a long time it gets kind of you forget about it you know <laughs> so and as you kind of heard our our history like i'm one of the youngest i mean i am the youngest do president and in like 40 something years in our company so i'm probably the first one to come to come in in a while with a newborn and a young child and so i think that sometimes we can forget that although we may not necessarily be going through something we still need to make sure that our staff and everyone else is is provided those things because they may be having that lived experience so for me a nice refrigerator where i could have stored you know nursing my, my milk or essentially also um acknowledging i need a little bit more break times to handle company <laughs> in addressing those things in between meetings and things like that. I think that's where we're talking about how do we incorporate provisions that accompany parents, you know, whether it's do they need to go leave to pick up their child for from daycare or from school 
and allowing that and not making it seem like they're less productive because they can come back, but they may need to, that may be important for them. Like it's important to me every morning I take my son to school and I work my meetings around that. Sometimes I'm in the meeting in the car before I even get home or back to the office, but that's an important thing. So I think sometimes just acknowledging that um, parents don't need to sacrifice being parents and we can make provisions and talk to parents and kind of have a parenting plan with their work plan. I think it could be something that we can start incorporating more that can be really successful for, for working parents. You're hitting on something really important. I think it came up in our moms and government relations segment where they were talking about meetings that were happening at the White House after five o'clock. And so only certain people were available to be able to go to those meetings at five or six or seven in the evening. You know, just having the uh, the uh, awareness to schedule them earlier. I completely agree. So I want to stay with you, Christian. Uh, as a career coach, I'm going to put my career hat on. So what career-related skills do you think parenthood has helped you grow and helped you grow as a CEO? Wow. Um, I would definitely say, <laughs> this may sound totally funny, but it's it probably is very accurate. I think just personality personalities. Um, and <laughs> I said, this is have a toddler, right? <laughs> Multiple personalities in any given hour. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> you know, toddlers, they go through that mood. They're like happy, smile, sad, cry in like 30 seconds now. <laughs> but um, when I say that, I mean, um, just understanding, you know, what's coming from a different place. And so having a toddler, just understanding like the difference of their mood and what they're doing with and how sometimes they have a hard time communicating how they're feeling. It's really helped me in my role to understand that sometimes even as adults, we are the same way. Although I may be excelling at something or be able to communicate it very effectively, I may have a staff who may not be comfortable doing that. Or I may have a staff who has had a bad experience in another area. So they don't feel they have that ability to come up to, you know, and I have an open door policy. So my staff are pretty good with coming to me, but some of them still don't feel, maybe I feel comfortable because of maybe a past experience or whatever, of just, you know, really honoring my open door policy. But I think it's just really helped me understanding that we're all coming from a different place a little bit more and being more open to just recognize that when I'm communicating and understanding where people are coming from and why they're coming from the direction or asking a little bit more questions. Like what's going on? What is the reason why this may not be working out? What is the reason why we're experiencing this instead of just making assumptions, just really understanding that people are coming from different experiences a little bit better and, and taking and having more patience, my approach. And, and, um, and I'm a pretty patient person, but overall, I think, you know, it's really helped me grow in that area. And so um, having a toddler is really giving me that extra strength of looking at people and going that direction practice every single day on the emotional intelligence skills <laughs> yeah exactly right <laughs> you're talking about empathy and patience it's mm -hmm. the daily exercise the yes daily exercise uh radika same question Christian ditto i totally second that that like if you can deal with toddler tantrums you are ready i mean the amount of patience that has developed after being a mom is like incredible all thanks to the <laughs> kids training I would say yes I really feel that as moms or as a working mom there's a step shift right uh, from being the carefree you know just you and your husband managing your life it's almost like you're leading a bachelor life to now a shift in your lifestyle 
it's a step shift and uh, that after managing all of that managing ambiguity at work uh, or managing a dynamic and fast paced environment of work my ability changed to handle that that ambiguity uh, which the work demanded so definitely i always say that like if i have two kids i mean and and my third kid is my startup but after managing two kids i think so i am ready for anything <laughs> yes if any of us ever thought we had any sense of control over anything that quickly <laughs> went out the window when we had children <laughs> for sure right before the podcast uh, recording started jason and i were reflecting on the idea that since you are both ceos you both have a microphone of sorts and a position where people are looking up to you. And what we were wondering is, as a mom CEO, what do you see as your role in shaping the conversation that's happening around working parenthood? Uh, Lori, that's a great question. Um, and I think the biggest role I see um, as a working mom and a CEO mom is to shape the conversation that you can have both especially as a, as a working mother and a CEO mother, I think sometimes, you know, society, we, we accept and expect fathers to be CEO fathers. And we acknowledge that, but sometimes when it comes to CEO mothers, sometimes we start kind of questioning like where they're either sacrificing or in areas. And it's like, you don't have to sacrifice in any area and you can choose to have both. You can choose to run a company and be a CEO. You can choose to be a mother and, and have both and, and be happy at both. I'm really working on that shift in that, or that belief um, and that narrative because it's so important that we also embrace and, and, and don't put that pressure on women as well to ask some questions or say uh, microaggressions like gender microaggressions like you're not going to have any more kids, are you? Or, you know, or. Um, oh, no, sorry. No, we're just both over here going eek, ah, bleh. Go <laughs> right, but these are but these are some of the questions that CEO moms experience. You know, um, like it's like uh, people sometimes assume that you can't possibly be effective being a CEO and also having a mom, especially to a younger child. And so, so it's just like really getting people to understand is that yes, you can, and I can choose both and be successful at doing both. It's how I balance and also if for everyone else to embrace that I can do both and not create more barriers in the process. And so I, I think it's kind of constantly navigating that conversation. And so when people say things like that, I'm saying, you know, saying, no, I'm choosing both and I'm, I'm doing it well at doing both, you know, but really constantly bring those conversations to the table and having those conversations because it's really easy. Just real quick, I'll say this and I'll, I'll wrap up as one of the things we think about, too, is. You know, like now we're pushing for things like paid uh, family medical leave and child care, universal child care. And all these things can be really supportive of supporting CEO mothers, because a lot of times that falls back on a lot of times the working mother. Not that working fathers don't do these things. I'm not saying that. But a lot of times those things are. So if we put more value sometimes in how we balance out parenting and family and what we put forth and pass in legislation and our and in our government, sometimes those things in, in itself can be supportive in the process of really changing the belief and the culture and the narrative that we see in here. Thank you for your advocacy in that area. Absolutely. I, I, thank you also for 
pointing out the various microaggressions. And for anyone listening, I think a good litmus test is, would you ask a man the same question, right? <laughs> because if the answer is, well, I probably wouldn't, then it might be something you should think twice before asking. As we've seen time and time again, and as we've listened here, you don't get any less smart because you've had a child. You actually become right. better because you've had a child. So let's keep telling that story and shouting from the rooftops. Yeah, yeah. love the choosing both. Okay, Radhika, over to you. Um, what do you see as your role as a mom CEO in shaping these conversations? I would like to share a tidbit here, like from my personal journey, when I was fundraising um, during my angel round in a room full of, uh, you know, investors, I did get asked a question of this sort that, you know, your kids are young. And then I was questioned about my ability to grow the business at the same time, be a mom or like how, how many hours I would be able to dedicate. So I was quite unprepared for that question when I was asked in like, you know, and I felt cornered for a moment. I don't know why that expectation is from working moms or CEO moms that you have to choose between one or the other. I guess, as Jason said that, I mean, parenthood uh, makes you much, much more of a balanced person, a multitasker and more capable to handle uh, ambiguity. So I did experience that as part of startup. And I I know two other women founder uh, CEO moms who actually were like fundraising and did not, uh, you know, because in the COVID times, it was like, it made it easier because it was just Zoom calls. You were, they kind of were like, oh, expecting, but it was easier for them to just, pitch over a zoom call because you are like not going with your big belly and mm -hmm. pitching to investors and later and i mean we were in contact but i know that it it can become a big diversion or or it becomes an input for the other person or an investor when they are oh now this person is going to suddenly go off for a maternity leave you know it kind of invariably changes the mindset and i i don't know how that can change right because it's a it's a life event it's a uh, it's not that you have to choose between one or the other i don't know what's the solution for that and i find the irony in the question because you founded a company called <laughs> cradlewise where you yourself are your own target audience and they're asking you if you can grow the company it, it's it's it's, 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 it's ironical right it is illustrative of why so few female founded companies end up getting uh funding and yeah. percentage of money that goes to investment in women-owned companies is ridiculously small. So thank you for being a leader in this space, Radhika, and thank you for plowing forward and dealing with those tough questions. Uh, Christian, back to you and our uh, closeout questions. Uh, and this has been a very, uh, it's been an illustrative discussion. I've really enjoyed this. What's your one best piece of advice for navigating life as a working parent, your number one book, and your number one piece of technology? Ooh. <laughs> I have to think about the book, but I guess for my piece of advice is what I would, I would do. I'm really big on like goal setting and just like really sitting down. And I would just encourage everyone to sit down and kind of identify 
you know, what are the goals that you have for yourself um, as a CEO? Um, what do they look like? And, you know, and what time commitment are those on? And, you know, and, and what, what steps you need to take to get there? And then what, what goals do you have for yourself as a parent, you know, and as a mother? Um, and what does that look like? <laughs> what time commitment does that take? And, and, and look at it and then put it out. Like, so how do you balance these things? Like, how do you? And then also, I would always don't forget yourself. And then what do you have for your personal goals and your personal self? And then figure out, like, how do you balance where you can give to, you're going to give to your job because that's like automatic, right? Because, you know, you have to work. But then also figure out, like, how do you also make sure you're giving to yourself and then also giving to your your child or your children every day or every week? Even if it's like a short amount of time, what is something that you do just to give to those things that are important to you every day or every time? And then when you have more time, give more time. You know, if it's like just maybe spending 10 minutes a day reading, you know, playing a game with your child, because um, that's the time you have for that day. But on the weekends, like we do, my, my son and I love to go out and do like our farms and outdoor activities and, you know, zoos and things like that. And we have more day trip time. We can go on these trips, but just figuring out how do you build that into your, and it doesn't have to be so rigid, but just how do you give to all those areas and prioritize those things that are important for you and whatever space and whatever that is and all that way. So it's holistic and round. And then as for a book, I have to, I would have to really think on the book right now, honestly, so I will have to come back to that one. No worries. <laughs> and as for uh, you're a mom of a two year old and a CEO, we don't expect that there are. You know, like, I I actually moved. I started doing audio books. Right? Audible. Sounds Christian. Audible is beautiful. I started doing that. Um, but and as for advice, I mean, just my smartphone is is my everything. <laughs> so it has all my calendars, personal and work, everything together. It has my Audible on there. It has his his videos on there. I mean, it's just everything. So that is my one piece of tech that I use for life. So. And, and I love Christian, how you talk about goals first goals for yourself goals uh, for your time. Uh, that, it sounds like you've got a wonderful set of intentions as you're going through all of this. So kudos to you. Radhika, same questions. What is your number one best piece of advice for navigating life as a working parent, number one book, and number one piece of technology? In terms of managing as a like work as a mom, I feel that having a schedule is very important because it's like you have to do everything, right? Like you have to be up to date with latest technology, with changes, also perform at work also sleep for eight hours concentrate on nutrition spend time with kids i mean like these are like so many i don't think there's one person who can do everything well so so first coming to terms as to what's your priority and and having a schedule really helped i have a time on saturday where i want to read about a particular topic which i have been uh, like you know postponing for that week i keep those two or three hours separate and i demand that time for myself to invest in learning so having that understanding between you and your partner and scheduling time has really worked for me because then sometimes there was a point in my career where I was compressing my sleep to do more and it started adversely affecting the my health and 
my mental balance so that's when i realized that i need to allocate time for everything that i want to do so that i just it's so easy to throw sleep out of the out of the window right because that's your easiest hack as a mom to compensate for whatever you feel is you are lacking at Th- that has uh, worked for me scheduling time uh, and planning the day properly your second question was jason the book i mean my my daughter i mean no guesses like my my daughter was a very light sleeper and that's how cradle wise started so i i was reading a lot about sleep because back in 2014 it was quite like i mean we were monitoring uh, monitoring ourselves with uh, the fitbits of the world and stuff and somewhere intuitively i knew that you know the baby sleep is so important it's the formative years I was reading a lot about sleep because we both were paranoid about our sleep and the baby's sleep. But in terms of um, one book that really helped me was "Welcome to Your Child's Brain" by Sam Wang and Sandra Amet. I understood a few things about how kids learn, and that helped me navigating a few challenges, like like why a kid is not doing something and not forcing your style of parenting on on the kid, where they explain a very important concept that uh, for a child, different uh, aspects of their personality. open up at different point of time in life for them like for girls the 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 scientific or observing mechanisms that kind of uh, ability develops slightly later compared to boys or the pretend play for boys develops much later compared to girls so understanding these faculties that open up at different times in the brain for kids is very important for parents because then you have to look for them when they open and catch that window that was quite an interesting fact that i learned, that i understood after reading this book it's amazing and, yeah and in terms of piece of technology i'm biased uh, that's why we developed cradle wise so but <laughs> <laughs> you're allowed to have your own product as your favorite piece of technology right i would be um, sort of upset if you didn't have that as your favorite. i mean if that is not the definition of innovation i don't know what yeah. it So. Yeah so firstly we did not find uh, something that like the the baby products that uh, were there and that's what motivated us you know like we saw that white space and i truly believe the next pieces of solutions for our kids will come from parents themselves because i don't think the the big corporate baby product companies understand how kids develop and what what are the requirements of parents i think so it's a big responsibility for us as parents to develop solutions for our kids going ahead <laughs> wonderful been incredible and you know both of you have talked about time uh, as an asset and lori and i really appreciate both of your time today because a very rich conversation and loving hearing how you have had your professional journeys to CEOs and also as your parent journey and that intersection between the two. Uh thank you both. You heard it here folks, CEO moms they sleep and they take care of themselves. <laughs> want to sort of shout that from the rooftops. And the other thing I want to say to both of you as we close out here is that representation matters 
And hearing your real life, amazing mom CEO stories is really inspiring because it makes it tangible. It's like, oh, these women, they have children, they have kick-ass careers, they're leaders in their space and they're human. And so, so can we all be. And so thank you for shining the light on that path and being the leader for us that says, yeah, it's a normal and amazing and wonderful and cool thing for moms to be CEOs. So thank you, Christian. Thank you, Radhika, for that. Thank you for providing this platform. Thank you, Lori. Thank you, Jason, for having me. And thank you, Christian. I really wish more leadership positions are with working moms and working parents so that, you know, it's it's a better workplace for our parents. <laughs> Amen. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure sharing the space with you today. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time. Thank you to all of you who are listening. This is the Parents at Work podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please send it to one friend who you think would be inspired by it. Uh, We would also love if you would rate and review it on whatever place you happen to locate this podcast. And please stay tuned for our next episode with CEO Dads coming up next. Until then, take care. Take care.